Also, it says disk space remaining for recording 711 hours. I don't know what that means. Uh, I think I think you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're not recording that long. <laughs> Please stand clear of the beers. Por favor, manténganse alejada de las cervezas. Welcome aboard Three Sheets to the Mouse, your shot of bourbon in the sky. For those of you listening, this podcast contains adult humor, so earmuff your children and stay clear of the elderly. And for the comfort of others, send nudes, please. Thank you. I know it sounds sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, a, a, one of one of a few quickies this week. Uh, and I I gotta admit, I must take the blame. Technical difficulties in recording this week, and it's all my fault. And I'm sorry, but that just means you're gonna get three shows this week. So you're welcome, or I'm sorry. I I'm not sure what to say. But <laughs> tonight, tonight I have Trent with me. Am I supposed to say something? Yeah, that's where I introduce you. Oh, oh. Hey, yeah. I don't know, sorry, your my Skype's fucking up now. That's okay. <laughs> uh, we're here tonight to talk to you about Disney Parks, Disney booze, and maybe a little bit of debauchery in between. So, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy one of the uh, one of the couple of quickies we're going to do this week. One of the one of the many shows that you'll be uh, entertained with hopefully uh, this week on Three Sheets to the Mouse. So tonight, Trenton, uh, you finally, and, and you know what, you guys all shit on me for not watching Marvel movies the first moment they come out, but finally, I have someone to talk to about a Disney Pixar movie. Yeah, um, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't from lack of, I mean, I guess it was lack of trying. I, um, they put it on Netflix, they made it easy, so... Um, I did end up watching Coco tonight for the first time, and uh, you were excited to talk about it, so you roused me yes. out of bed so I could come talk about it. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, this for me is a top five Pixar movie, uh, probably even a top three Pixar no. movie. Visual, visually, no. Uh, that that Marigold Bridge. Visually, man. it's stunning. I mean, the yes. animation on this movie is is absolutely incredible. Um, the music. I don't. You gotta I love the music. There's. I couldn't even tell you the songs, the words to "Remember Me" right now. That's the only song I even know the name of. Remember me, even though I travel far. Remember okay, so me. like one, like one verse. No. Recuerda me. Um, yeah, it's, I, the, the, it just wasn't, it's not, no, no. <sighs> See, now, all right, so, I, 
Alright, so I, I saw this back way back in the Disney Cruise. We t- I talked a little bit about it on episode 44. I really love the movie. It To me, it brought me to tears because it's all about family. And now let's talk a little, about, a little bit about the family. So, for those of you who haven't seen the movie or who have seen the movie, it's all about the, the Rivera family. Um, uh, Miguel Rivera, he's a child in Mexico. His family has been essentially banished music from their life because uh, many, many generations ago, uh, one of the, the patriarch of the family left to pursue his career in music. Walked out on his family. And yeah, walked out on his family. And so for that, they have banished music from their life. There's, you know, he's not allowed to go down to the, uh, the Plaza de Mariachi. He's not allowed to play guitar. He's not about to, not even allowed to listen to music. It's just, it's just banned from his life forever. So it's like they, they purposefully grow up without music. And I mean, for me, that's kind of a sad thing because like music is it's fun. It's one of those things that the only thing I could compare it to when I was thinking about it was Footloose. <laughs> no. Um, it would be more as if, um, you know, your great, 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 great grandfather went to Disney and never came back. It left your whole family. And now you can never discuss Disney things or talk about Disney or go to Disney ever again for the rest of your life. And it's all you want. Yeah. 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 And all he wants is to all he wants is to uh, to enjoy music, and he wants to play music because he's good at it. Yeah, and I think the the one thing that really got me too was that I feel like it was really predictable. Like you knew what was coming. Um. I yeah it, look I mean I'll be honest I never you know it's an original story written by Leon Kirk and then translated uh, culturally by Adrian Molina. Uh, it's um it was a good it was a good story I I did like it I thought uh, I thought the story told the importance of Dia de Muertos well like to to to, to be honest in in American culture nowadays, Dia de Muertos is kind of a... It's like, oh, it's like Halloween. It's its not Halloween. It's not at all like Halloween. It's a, it's a day to remember your family, to remember those that came before you to celebrate your ancestry. And it, so... Yeah. It, tell, it, tells, it tells what Dia de Muertos is about. I get that. But I don't think you can be mad at people that live in America for not knowing about a Mexican holiday, Scott. No, I I, I can't because people think that uh, Cinco de Mayo is like the most important Mexican holiday. They don't even celebrate that. And they don't. It's not even Mexican Independence Day like people think it is. No. No, <laughs> I, I mean, and I get that. But I'm saying to, to try to... And, I mean, this movie didn't do well. It did well critically. As in like the songs, the story the the animation it did not do as well as they had hoped well i well first of all the cost was about 200 million it grossed 800 million worldwide it made a lot of money but it did not have the repeat success that i think that disney thought it would like it's not had the digital downloads it's not had the 
the post box office success that other Disney films have had. Why do is you that, think it is did that poorly? a fair? Yeah, but why do you think it did poorly? Well, I just think that it that because look, I love Pixar. The problem with Pixar is, like, I've seen Inside Out once. I don't need to see it again. I've, I've never even seen it. It it made me ball my eyes out. I don't want to watch that movie over and again. I do watch Coco over and over again because I love the music. Inside Out did not have that. I, I don't know how everybody loves the music. I don't even... The the one song I remember the most is the one that... When they sang it on stage to try to win the passes to the party. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Un Poco Loco. That's the only one I know. That's a great song. Right, but it's just a, a, an acoustic guitar and a thirteen-year-old kid. I mean, it's not even—it's nothing. But it's, it, but it's got—it's no. But the backing track has like the whole mariachis, the trumpets. It's it, it's a fun song. Right, but you don't hear the those. World... <laughs> you don't hear those in the movie. You have to listen to the soundtrack, and if you don't like the movie, no, you, you and the music the doesn't movie. blow you away in the movie, you're not buying the soundtrack. No, no, it's in the movie. If you listen, if you if you listen to it, it's it's they're, they're there. Dude, I watched the movie thirty minutes ago. I can't remember it. Oh no, it's it's definitely there. Remember me is a good song. Um, Yayarona is I like I've, I talked about this on on, on that quickie we did about the Pixar films. Yayarona, that scene where um, t- uh, Mama Juanita is dancing with or singing on stage for the first time and since her husband left her many many generations ago, and she's accepting, saying, "You know what? I did love music. I had a passion for music." And I dropped it because this man broke my heart. And she says, "You know what? I'm gonna sing." And she sings "Yayarona." The the and if you listen, if you translate the words to it, it's all about searching for that lost soul. So it's it's a powerful song for the time. It really is. And that's fine, um, but I I also don't speak Spanish, unfortunately. True, and and that. I think maybe a little bit of disconnect, and that's why I think songs like "Remember Me" and "Un Poco Loco" and uh, "The World Is Me Familia" did better than "Yayarona" um, because it did have the bilingualness to it. You know, it had a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of English. You could follow along. That's what made Ricky Martin famous and Shakira. I also think that a lot of Disney songs become famous because you can sing along with them. And when yeah. songs like that are in a movie, it's like, well, I can't sing this, unfortunately, unless... I mean, I know, I'm sure we have listeners to the show that can speak Spanish, and that's wonderful. I'm very envious. I would love to know a second language, especially Spanish. But you can't expect people to like something that they don't even understand. Yeah, my, my Spanish is más o menos. So I I understood a little bit of when, you know, when, the song, when I was watching the movie, and then would go back and learn the lyrics and learn the translation and that's what made me really fall in love with the movie more than I did already to begin with. And I'm not saying and I know I'm just going to I'm going to catch all the fucking hate because people are going to go oh, you, he, he hated the movie. I didn't hate no, it. It's just not it honestly, definitely wouldn't be top Honestly, five. I don't look, look, this is not going to be as inflammatory as when you hated the Beatles. Also didn't <laughs> say I hated the Beatles, but that's I, what it gets construed into just like everything else. Um, I know. No, I mean, I, I didn't hate the movie, but I, it definitely wouldn't be top five. Not even a top five Pixar? Because this, this, to me, is is a top three Pixar for, for me. I think all three Toy Stories are better than this movie. Uh, I, could, I could leave Toy Story 2. 
Toy Story 3 I Why? did Why? Like. Because it, it made you sad? No, it's too much Sarah McLaughlin. Okay, so... The first Incredibles in Toy Story 1 and 3. Frozen. Moana. Uh, well, both of those are Disney. Are they? I mean, yeah, they're not Pixar. I mean, what, now, now that Pixar is, it's essentially the same. Pixar, entity. Disney, Disney. This is almost, honestly, this is almost more like a Disney movie than a Pixar movie because it had music to go along with it. Like it had songs that you could sing along. Well, there's songs to sing along to in Toy Story. They have one song per movie. It's like a title song. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Rather than this, this is more like a musical with Pixar animation. That was the difference about this. Like, Inside Out doesn't have songs that you sing. Uh, yeah, the Bing Bong song, and everybody loves Bing Bong, I guess. I, 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 I don't never know. even seen it. Don't. It's really depressing. It really is. Well, yes. I mean, it's just, I, I don't like sad shit. Like, I don't, I'm just not into that, man. I don't like having feelings. <laughs> uh, I but, think Monsters so, Inc. is better than this movie. Finding Nemo is better than this movie. Cars, Ratatouille. Cars, Cars is really good. All three cars are really good. Well, no, I'm sorry. All two cars are really good. <laughs> the middle one didn't happen. <laughs> that fucking, that fucking abomination. <laughs> the 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 Mater's uh, Tall Tales, the shorts that they did with Mater, are better than Cars Two. <laughs> Yeah, I need to see um, some of those shorts. I, I need to. I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Lava, and I know C Magic posted something about that the other day. I haven't seen Lava yet at all. Have you oh, seen it's uh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. It's okay. Um, it's kind of like cheesy and corny, and I don't know. I I was expecting more. Like people have talked so much about it, and then I see this this short, and I'm like, eh. I mean, I liked the sh- I. I like the shorts in the Pixar Film Festival thing in Epcot more than Coco. I loved La Luna. I like it, it I like the one with the up. dog because it reminds me of my dog. But which is the one with the dog? Oh, the uh, the three legged dog. Yeah. No, uh, not the three legged dog. It's like a little Boston Terrier, and then the people break up, and he tries to get them back together. And I don't remember that one. I don't remember what it's called now. Damn it, Scott. Oh. Um. But no, so so let's get let's get a little bit back to to Coco. So uh, the movie the movie takes place in uh, Santa Cecilia, Mexico. Um, it's a, it's a story about Miguel. He essentially wants to break free of the music curse of his family. They they basically said that that music is a curse, and Mama Imelda banishes music from her family's life and starts a shoemaking business and essentially nobody's allowed to ever play music again um it's it's kind of funny that as they go through as like the story progresses he thinks that ernesto de la cruz who's this like the elvis presley of music or of mexican culture yeah he's like the elvis presley of mexican culture uh that that's his great-great-grandfather um, and so he wants to, he wants to break free of this because he thinks he's, uh, he's related to Ernesto de la Cruz and he goes to, uh, break into his ofrenda, break into his, his, uh, sarcophagus and steal his guitar. 
and one of the I, I think one of the coolest moments starts here is when he he grabs the guitar backs up a little bit and plays it on the marigolds and that sort of awesome animation effect where the the marigolds glow and everything glows around them but the background doesn't glow it was good that i wish that part would have been explained more it's just like they said oh it's cursed and then that's just the whole there was no explanation as to why that happened yeah well i i think that's where it, that well that's where he he essentially enters the land of the dead because the guitar i, I think truly the guitar is cursed that's the cursed object in this film Oh, yeah, that makes sense because Hector had it and then got killed and he took it. Right. And then, yeah. So That, that makes more sense. Actually, it, so it explains it. When he plays it, he gets cursed to go to the land of the dead and he's got to, he's essentially got to, uh, you know, repent for his sins of stealing the guitar and becoming this part of this cursed tradition. Uh, and so he he then backs out and he, he leaves, the, uh, leaves the tomb and realizes he's actually part of the dead which is kind of cool because you start to see all of the beautiful artwork that is um that is dia de martos the you know the sugar skulls uh the marigolds uh the very vibrant colors of uh of, of this holiday and, it, and it's kind of fun yeah do you think they overused the falling apart joke too many times? You mean where like um, Hector kind of like comes apart and like dance? Yeah, like yeah. A, like all the skeletons, like they kept breaking, like when they were chasing Miguel at the beginning, and his family's chasing him. It's like, all right, we get it, dude. Your skeletons, fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I, th- I think they d- they definitely did use that a lot, um, and I guess it's because they're skeletons and they can just like throw themselves back together it it kind of reminded me of that old uh uh, silly symphony short uh the skeleton dance where they were able to like come apart and then pull pull themselves back together it was kind of fun yeah i mean i i just i just felt like it was it just was an overused joke i mean just like any joke if you beat it long enough it's just not funny anymore yeah no i i get that i get that but but there there was a, there was a ton of nods to great Mexican culture. Uh, when Hector's trying to cross the bridge in the first scene, uh, he he tries to he tries to uh, pass himself off as Frida Kahlo. Yeah, who actually is ends up being in the end, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which which if if anyone ever has has studied uh, Mexican art history. Frida Kahlo was incredibly arrogant. So when she's sitting there talking about how the papaya becomes Frida and the cactus becomes Frida and everything becomes on fire, it's it's totally Frida Kahlo. <laughs> I like what she said. And everything should be on fire, and all the, the dancers are like, what like, the what? fuck? <laughs> the no. fuck did I sign up no, for? No, that is not okay. Um, so the spirit guides are really cool. The ally, but yeah. That, that, was yeah. A good, that was a good aspect of it. And uh, Dante becoming a spirit guide was pretty cool, actually. Yes, but once I love again, you Dante. saw it coming. It predictable. Yeah, yeah, because he came with him to the land of the dead. Yeah, that was Miguel's he, spirit guide. He, he made it in, but also everyone just kept calling him a spirit guide the whole time. He's like, no, he's not a spirit guide; he's just a regular dog. Oh, but he's such—he's such an adorable dog too. He's kind of fucking ugly, to be honest. Well, most uh, look. He looks like a chupacabra. 
Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it, you know, it, he was he was a he was a fun, loving dog. So overall, I liked it. I mean, I, like I said, I, I've seen other Disney and Pixar movies that I like less, but I don't think this one was. It's breaking my top five, and mm-hmm. and I don't even know what to say negative about it. It just didn't do anything. So I mean, I uh, one of one of my favorite scenes, and probably one of the saddest scenes, is that it explains what the land of the dead really is about, and that's that's the scene with um, when uh, Miguel and Hector go to visit kind of this like land of the lost souls. The it's it's kind of uh, it's a place where people who don't have family on the other side have gone because nobody remembers them on Dia de Muertos and the minute that nobody remembers you on Dia de Muertos that's when you're essentially lost forever so they go visit uh, Chicharron who's a um, who's kind of one of the forgotten and it's voiced by the great Mexican actor Edward James Olmos the cast is amazing with Benjamin Bratt uh, Edward James Olmos uh, Gael, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal it, it's a wonderful cast. The only one I recognize is Gabriel Iglesias. Uh, Cheech, Cheech is in it. Cheech Marin's in it. As he's one of the, he's one of the corrections he's the corrections officer that finds uh, Miguel in the streets and then Miguel oh, disappears real quick, yeah. very quick. Um, Gabriel Iglesias. He's one of the clerks. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the he's the I'm not fat. I'm fluffy guy. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, it's got a fun cast. Um, but this but this scene is is truly a great telling to what Dia de Muertos is about. Is is you've got to remember your family because you don't want them to be forgotten. And in that scene where uh, where Hector sings, uh, everybody knows Juanita, or everyone knows Juanita. Conoces ya a Juanita. Sus ojos son bicolores. It's a great song. Even better in Spanish. The only funny part is when he talks about her kicking her titties around, or he's talking about dragging her titties <laughs> on the floor, and he has to change Knuckles. the words. That's the most That's memorable the part of the words. whole song. It, it, it really is a... It's a... It's a fun scene because he's like, those aren't the words. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. The music didn't 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 strike me as anything special, unfortunately. Which I'm sure everyone's gonna fucking shit on me now for. No, no. Oh my god, you didn't like the music in something. <laughs> uh, it's it is a really good musical, though. It really is. And and this is the guy that brought you Toy Story three. So the guy that wrote Toy Story three also helped write this film. So that's why it's so fucking sad. Yes, Lee Unkirk. Hmm. I swear to God, Lee Unkirk must have like just a bottle of antidepressants at his like bedside table. Right. He's like, how can I make me hate myself even more? Let me ride some fucking real, real sad shit. I, I yeah. don't know. I, I, and I, I don't know, man. I guess I'm just more into large musical numbers like in Frozen and Moana and Tangled, even. 
those are just it's, yeah. So this is this is really. I mean, truth be told, this is Pixar's first attempt at a musical because they really haven't had a film where the the story is driven by music, like Frozen. Mm-hmm. Every, it, Frozen is a classic Disney musical. Right. It's a story, and there's music that tells the story. In Pixar films, there's the story, and there's some music behind it. Like in Finding Nemo, the only song, the only real song, is, uh, well, "Just Keep Swimming," which is like 35 seconds, and "Beyond the Sea," which is at the final credits. But you know what? Everyone knows "Just Keep Swimming," and everyone knows what it's from. Yeah, but it's 30 seconds though. It's not a real song. Still more memorable than some of the songs that were in Coco. It didn't win an Academy Award, though. Okay. Because we all know the Academy Awards mean so much, and they're not skewed in any way. <laughs> That's true. But, so this is really Pixar's first attempt at a at a musical. Which is interesting, because we've, we've, seen, we've seen Disney animation cross the line with, uh, with 3D animation to what Pixar is known for. And now Pixar is crossing the line with Disney animation and the musicals. I mean, once again, that's not... They're they're the same company. I mean, it's not... They are, but they aren't. Like, if you work for Disney... If you work for uh, Pixar, yes, you do work for Disney. But if you work for Disney, you don't work for Pixar. Yeah, but if Disney animation and Pixar animation are essentially the same thing. If you work in the animation department... (laughs) They're very different, though. Animation... Disney animations and Burbank and... Uh, di- uh, Pixar's in Emeryville still. I bet you somebody at Disney Animation has at least gotten one inappropriate hug from John Lasseter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they have. <laughs> um, I mean, I get it. But there's a lot of Pixar movies that have great songs so um, that, that, that come out of the movies, not necessarily in the movies, I guess. You know, um, Monsters, Inc., If I Was a Rich Man. I love that. The Billy Crystal yeah, John Goodman but, duo. But but again, never appears in the film. Actually, it's right. it's at the end. I mean, and Toy Story. Toy Story has You've Got a Friend of Me. It's at the beginning and the end, and that's it. And there's right. not the again, the story is the driver, not the not, not the music. Like for for Frozen, the music is the driving force behind that story. The story is secondary. Right. Well, Big Blue World, though, that should get caught in your head, too. If that was actually in the film, though. Right. That's no. It's just such a good song. I'm so, I'm, I, I gotta <laughs> be honest, I'm surprised they didn't incorporate that into uh, Finding Nemo 2. The Big Blue World, yeah. As, as much of as a, a hit that is in the parks and people... I mean, I'll, I'll see that show or hear that, that song on the ride and fucking sing it all day long like i'll i stephanie looking at me i'm like i don't know i, I can't stop doing it blue world no i it's it's a it's a good song you know to we talk about the disney crossover uh you're two you're two people uh that that you love so much Kristen anderson lopez and robert lopez they wrote remember me they wrote the title song for this for this movie i get it I'm just saying, I'm not going to be in my van tomorrow singing Remember Me. I can just, everybody, everybody close your eyes while you're listening to the show. Close your eyes. If, if you're not driving, 
and just picture or if you like living on the edge driving well yeah if you like living on the edge we don't recommend it full disclosure don't recommend it but just picture trenton with his beautiful beard in his van singing let it go let it go just belting it out do you that's that's real talk (laughs) yeah he's not kidding that's, that's one of few Disney songs I have saved on my phone, actually. Yeah. But the, and that's and speaking <laughs> of Frozen, that's one. What? You're you're gonna be you're gonna go right into first time in forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the other one on there. Um, it's Coco's not a movie that I would put on to watch like before bed. Like, and Stephanie can attest to this. Attest to this. I. I I'll watch Frozen by myself. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't care. I'll watch Mulan by myself. I'll watch... And I... Mulan's a great... Uh, I mean, it's a Disney animation, but that's another one that... I like the songs better in Mulan than that. Than Coco. Uh... I don't know, man. I really like the Coco soundtrack... I mean, Milan. Milan has a couple good songs. I like. I could. I could. I have, and I will. I will jam out to Coco. I will put that on while I'm, uh, while I'm cleaning around the house or doing work around the house, and and just jam out to it, man. I I can't. I mean, because proud proud Cortezone is a fun song, and it gets me like listening to it gets me a little emotional. That's weird, man. I, I just I really liked the film. I think it was the I think it was the family aspect. Like I for me I think it was the family aspect and that was the um it was the uh the connection between Hector and uh and, and Miguel that really drew me to this once they realized who they were. Yeah. I mean I I get it, dude. I just I know I keep saying I get it because you're making good points. I don't know what it is, but let's say we say we, we're mixing. Time does Coco even make the top ten? Uh, man, why'd you do that? I mean, why do why do you why do you gotta go there? Why do you gotta go there? Because you know that you know the answer point. to that. Uh, is it top ten of both studios? Oh God! There's no way. Um, probably not. This, yeah, probably. If if it's not ten, it's maybe like twelve or thirteen. But it's it's close. But you're right. I mean, you're right. It's it's not because there's just so many, so many classic films. Like, I mean, Mary Poppins, Cinderella, Peter Pan, Snow White. Sleeping Beauty automatically make that, and that's already four right there, five right there. Um, You're putting the original Toy Story in there. Yeah, probably putting Toy Story in there. Cars for sure. Mm, I like Ratatouille better than Cars. I know I like Cars better than Ratatouille. I I do like Ratatouille, but Cars before that. Uh, I'm putting I'm putting Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. Oh, man, you're right. There's just too many good Disney classic films to do that. I don't think Coco makes a top 15. Uh, man, Finding really, Nemo is going to be above that? 
No, I I, mm. I like Coco over Finding Nemo. Mm. Now you're pushing uh, it. Find, Finding Nemo, at some point in the Finding Nemo story, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be scrolling through my Instagram. Coco, not so much. <laughs> How though? Because the the music keeps you interested. I don't. You don't even have to be looking at the screen to hear the music. Yeah, but you gotta watch the awesome animation. I, I don't know. I I like Finding Nemo. It's just it, it, it's it's not as good as Coco for me. That just for me. No, I get it. I, so, what what would your what would your top five Pixar movies be then? Uh, in no particular order. You don't have to right. put them in order. Um, top five Pixar. Just solely all right. Pixar. All right. So off the top of my head, Cars one is probably my number one. Toy Story is number two. Toy Story three is probably number three. Um. Uh. In. Uh, You're trying to figure out a way to put Coco in there. It's not going to happen. I'm trying to decide if uh, it's probably Coco's Coco and oh, man, yeah, Coco and then the Incredibles, Coco or Incredibles and Coco. You can interchange the two of them. I, I just don't. So, I, I think you're trying to shoehorn it in there because you're trying to prove a point. No, no, I'm not because I like. I really loved the soundtrack, and I think that's what that to me is what Pixar has been missing is is a good solid soundtrack. Like I'm not brave. Brave, I have downloaded music for. And people hated Brave. People hated Brave. Yeah, people hated Seinfeld at one point, too, but they were fucking wrong, too. So. Yes, they were. <laughs> the soundtrack to Brave is amazing. Um, I don't know. You got to put top five are easily Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Ratatouille, and probably The Incredibles. I mean... Definitely the Incredibles. I would, I think as so as Incredibles has come out, Ethan's Ethan has come of age to understand how superheroes work. So Incredibles Incredibles has been on his like watch list, and we've watched it probably a dozen times in the last like two weeks. Probably gonna go see Incredibles two tomorrow. See, that's why you're all burned out on Incredibles. Oh no, no, I love the Incredibles. I think it's a wonderful film. I love that it's it's super dark because you don't realize that Bob and um, Helen are like on the verge of divorce in that movie. No, I, I, we just watched it the other day. Stephanie had never seen it, so we watched it. What? I don't know, dude. <laughs> she also doesn't put cheese on her hamburgers, so you know this is what oh. I'm working with. Oh yeah, yeah, you got you got some you got some changing to do. Ugh. <laughs> Small battles. <laughs> That's true. Um, no, I we've watched The Incredibles a lot over the last week or so, and I forgot just how good it was. Yes, it's. Yeah, I mean, you know, The Incredibles is better than Coco, dude. Uh, that's what I said. I I said I'd probably put, I'd probably put Coco as five, of my Pixar films. Again, just because of the music. And it's it's something because it's something that nothing else has in Pixar history. Right. Mm. Yeah. No. That's that. I mean. Yeah. That's very true. 
I just and that that's 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 where it stands for me. I I just I really liked the culture and the music because, um, you know, growing up in Southern California, having a lot of experience there, having spent a lot of time in in Los Angeles, it's it's a very prominent Mexican culture there, and so to me this is it hit home. It hit a little bit of home. I I don't know. I just. To me, I just I, it just spoke to me a little, probably a little bit more than most people in 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 America, and which is why, while it did it did well in America, it made two hundred million dollars in America. Uh, but the it Incredibles also grossed, made one hundred and eighty million dollars in a day. I know. A weekend. Oh, a weekend. A, a weekend. weekend. Yeah, but and that's still, Incredibles yeah. too, not the first one. Um, also, is it bad that I hated Miguel's entire family besides Hector? Okay. All right. So you got to understand. Um, and for those, uh, for those of our listeners who are of, you know, Latino descent or Italian descent, you can kind of understand, <laughs> uh, the grandma. I, I mean, you really can. I mean, when she beats the mariachi with her shoe, <laughs> Ethan was always like, why is she so angry? I was like, ah, that's what grandmas are like. I don't know, man. And just, it just. <sighs> She's just the grandmother was the most annoying character out of the whole thing. She was super hateful of music, and I, I get it because you know she saw her, she saw her mother suffer. She saw her. Um, it's just I such get an it. odd premise to hate music. Like that's just, it's just lazy writing. That's Footloose. It's the same fucking movie. Just dancing instead of music. Yeah, I mean it's just, it's just the most, it's the most ridiculous premise. To not, oh my gosh, we can't even listen to music. People walking down the street, they can't play music. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, this is just getting weird. I mean, they, it was definitely uh, over the top for the hate, but it it was there for a reason. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it definitely got the point across. Yeah. But, uh, but, but no, I mean... Um, Mama Imelda was was uh, I thought she I thought she played she played um, uh, it was uh, Elena Ubach she she did a fantastic job I I thought th- I thought the cast was really good everybody kind of played their part nobody outshone each other how about Incredibles two and Coco have the same composer oh dude that guy does almost everything no. Those are the only no he the only other one he's done he's done Inside Out. Wait, you're talking about Michael Giacchino? Yeah, he's done Cars Two. Oh, Cars. Uh, There's a lot planes. of Randy, a lot of Randy Newman in here. Planes is not a Pixar movie. No, no, but he did Planes. He he's done a number of things. A lot Star of Randy Trek. Newman. A lot of Thomas Newman. Yeah. Michael Giacchino is the new. Um, uh, like the new John Williams, I, I in my in my opinion. No one's ever gonna be. You, you should watch your mouth. No, dude, trust me. This guy is there. He did the score for for the new Star Trek movies, uh, Cars, Cars Two, uh, Mission Impossible, all you know the new uh, Tomorrowland movie, Jurassic World. I mean, he's basically picking up where John Williams left off. Speaking of abominations, that Tomorrowland movie. I've never seen it. 
I want to see it. I want to see it because no, of the ties to Disney, but I, I don't want to be disappointed. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I really don't. Uh-uh. Um, so any, any final thoughts on Coco? I mean, I, I, I didn't want to be negative and, and kill everyone's vibe and harsh everyone's mellow on this movie, but well, I, mean, I you think have, I'm just being a realist about it. You haven't gotten you haven't gotten full trend on this. No, and I, and like I said, I think a lot of things I say get misconstrued, and it's probably the way that I say them. But <laughs> well, I mean, every <laughs> every sword's a larping sword if you're not a pussy. <laughs> That's true. It's like every every pizza is a uh, personal pizza if you try hard enough. <laughs> That's right. Until you come to New York, and then it's just giant fucking pizzas. Mm, Scott, you never see me eat. Dude, the slices here are like a full pizza in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, One bite, everybody knows the rules. So like I was saying, I I don't want to be negative on it, and I just feel like I'm being a little realistic, and I think a lot of people get that pixie dust in their eyes when they see uh, a new movie, and it does look great. And the, you know, But I think a lot of people are almost afraid to say anything negative or have any negative thoughts against anything that has the word Pixar or Disney on it, you know? Um well, I mean, look, is this is this one of did the, should this ha, let me put let me ask you this way. Should this have won uh, the Academy Award for best animated feature? What were the other nominees? Uh, okay. Uh, so the other nominees were Boss Baby, Ferdinand, Garbage, uh, The Breadwinner and Loving Vincent. Yeah, of course it should have won. No one's ever even heard of that shit. <laughs> now, I've seen I've seen 3 out of the 5 of those. <laughs> Yeah, Ferdinand. Which... Ferdinand was uh, 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 DreamWorks, and it was just totally DreamWorks, and so was Boss Baby. Yeah, both trash. Yeah, they were trash. And Ferdinand was a great book when I was a kid. I loved that book, and they royally fucked that one. When when you have to hire Peyton Manning to do a voice in it, you've lost. It. You've lost it. Well, then they can also uh, screen the movie on his forehead afterwards. So. That's true. And John Cena. John Cena was in. You can screen it on his forehead, too. Yeah, dude. Just stand them next to each other. Um, all I'm saying is that that's like taking Real Madrid and putting them in the English Championship League. I mean, it's like, oh, I, I wonder who's going to win. <laughs> that's, no, it'd, it'd, be like, it'd be like putting Real Madrid in MLS. Yeah. Like, yeah. of course it won those awards. It, it was a good film. I, I did appreciate it. But I think it's one of those things, and this can roundabout with the Beatles... When people say that it's the greatest animated film of all time, it's the best Pixar movie, it's like, shut the fuck up. It's not the best Pixar film of all time. It's not even the best animated film of all time. It's the... So, I mean, it is the 15th highest grossing animated film, but I've I've never been one to go buy box office sales for anything because if you were to do that, Gone with the Wind should still technically be the... Greatest film of all time. Yeah, does that not account for inflation or? Technically, it doesn't. If because if they did, no one's ever getting past Gone with the Wind. I mean, more people saw that than anywhere, and you know, a ticket cost like twenty five cents back in that day. Yeah, when it came out, it was also the only movie. It's like I guess we'll see this one because it's the one on the list. Well, you could also say that about Star Wars because uh, you know when. You don't think when any Last other Jedi comes out, nobody wants to come up against that shit. Yeah, but I mean, Deadpool and Infinity War release over each other, and they both did pretty well, I think. I haven't seen either. Well, 
<laughs> They're both better than Coco, I can tell you that. Uh, I don't know. They're not winning not Academy a... Awards. You're right, because calling somebody a cock thistle is normally what gets you an Academy Award. <laughs> hey, hey, it sometimes works. What do you mean? Well, I mean, Raging Bull. Never seen it. Uh, what? You've never seen Raging Bull with Robert De Niro? No, I'm definitely not going to now either. Oh my god, I've... Oh my god. It is a great movie. Have you ever seen The Godfather Part 2? Oh, I've seen Godfather. Or Taxi Driver? Uh, I think I've seen part of that. I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched it from the beginning. Meet the Fathers. We got got some education, man. I I just don't... I don't like old movies. Uh, Raging Bull is a boxing movie. You would love it. Robert Downey Jr. breaks mm. Joe Pesci's nose for for real in that. I guess I, I say I don't like old movies, but Goodfellas. Mm, never seen it. <gasps> Have you ever seen Slapshot? Yes. Wow, that actually surprises me. The Hanson Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do a put on the foil? <laughs> you guys don't even fucking play. <laughs> I'm standing here for the fucking national anthem. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! I'm trying to listen to the song! <laughs> you goon! <laughs> oh Dude. my god, that's a great fucking movie. No, I mean, I guess I, uh, you know, I like Pulp Fiction, I like, I like older movies, but Robert, Robert De Niro has never been one of my favorite actors. I said Robert Downey Jr. I meant Robert De Niro. <laughs> I, I know what you meant. <laughs> I know. I just realized that. I was like, Robert Downey Jr., he was he, probably doing coke back then. He was a child, yes. <laughs> and still probably doing coke. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> His mom's titties just had coke inside of them. <laughs> Probably. But no, look, Coco was a fine film. Um, I'm excited to see what Pixar has uh, has upcoming. I, I am not I am not excited for Toy Story 4. I don't know why. Well, it's one of those things. Where I, they're, they're just... They're, they're milking the cow dry. They're squeezing blood out of a rock at this point. I mean, it's to me... To me, it's just like okay, we have we have we finished Toy Story three in the best possible way we could, and we just have to go back to the well. And right now, that's the only movie they have on the project. Like yeah, they have oh, un- yeah. they have untitled films that are supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Right. But nothing that really is going to stand out. I just oh. don't see anything standing out. Are we worried about Lasseter leaving? I think you have to be. I am. For sure. I think you absolutely have to be because, I mean, who's set to take place? Leon Kirk? Yes, I think he's done a fine job as a as an animator. I think he's a, or a, as a director. Do I think he is a creative powerhouse that John Lester was? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it spells the end for Pixar because they've already got such name recognition, but I don't think it's going to be helpful. They are going to go through the same... I, I, You know, I look, lo- many, many, many years ago, John Lasseter was compared to Walt. He really was. He was... He was basically what people thought Walt would be like today. Um, and I'm not talking about the, the personal issues that he's had in the, the past <laughs> 15 years. I'm talking about his creativity, his design his ingenuity in the in the field and to lose someone so creative abruptly like 
like Pixar is, is almost akin to what happened with the Disney company in, in 1966. It is going to it is going to be a rough time for Pixar from 2020 until a long time. I mean, I don't think Disney Animation really recovered from Walt's death. I mean, yes, we had a few good films, Jungle Book and um, Robin Hood, but really the 70s and 80s were not great for Disney Animation. They really weren't. Little Mermaid, I guess, came out in 89. 89, that was the resurgence when, when after Eisner and Katzenberg took over. Right. When Katzenberg was placed in charge of Disney, Disney Animation in 1986... Uh, and after Ron Miller's failure of the Black Cauldron, that's kind of yeah. when Disney Animation really took took shape again. Yes and no. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. It's it's gonna be like that. I think I think Pixar is going to have a a struggle ahead of them. I I hate to say it, they're gonna have a struggle ahead of them. Hopefully, they've surrounded themselves with good storytellers like. The problem is Lee Unkirk just tells a fucking sad story every time. He they've got to they've got to find other storytellers. Andrew Stanton has done a great job with The Incredibles and Ratatouille, uh, and Finding Nemo. Yeah, I guess uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out in '88. Not a super big fan of that. Uh, Brad Brad Bird has done a, a great job with um, with Pixar in in his role or in his work in in The Incredibles. I think that there's a there's a chance that um, Pixar survive. Pixar will survive this, and hopefully, Brad Bird, Pete Doctor, Stanton, Unkirk can can really take this company to the next level. Wait, Planes was a Disney movie? Yes, it was supposed to be Pixar, oh, and then God. they really didn't like the direction of it, so they gave it to Disney Animation. Disney Animation did it, and they said, eh, "Let's farm this out to Disney Animation India." That's why a good portion of it takes place in India. It's it's fun if you have a kid because it's not bad. But hey, Cook's... if you like cars, let's put fucking wings on them. Get the fuck uh, out of here. The next the next is automobiles. Yeah, trains or uh, trains trains. Come on, dude. <laughs> I know. I like old movies. Up. I don't even know. <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> um, they should make they should make a John Candy car if they ever do the if they ever do the trains movies. <laughs> I was just thinking that make it John Candy, but just take a bunch of old clips like from his voice and just like he only says certain things that have already yeah. been said. Or or make two trains like hanging out in the station. One is Steve Martin, the other is John Candy. <laughs> oh, this, oh. This, this Martin's closed. Sorry, folks. <laughs> there you go. Um, but no, I, I think I, I think you gotta you're right. You gotta be worried for Pixar a little bit. It's all unfortunate that it happened, that it's turning out the way it is, and it, and and I think the worst part about it is it's going to be remembered as the the dark time that started or the the the, the beginning, uh, you know, the, the final straw that that began the demise of Pixar to the dark times. I think. Yeah. Um, you know. You, you know. know I mean. He he worked he worked with the company for a long time. Um, he worked under some of Walt's nine old men: Eric Larson, Frank Thomas, Ollie Johnson. He he learned from from Walt's most trusted advisors, and um, 
it, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough time for Pixar. But I guess what I'm hopefully. saying is is it, it's it's going to get to the 2020s and everyone's going to look back and go, wow, Pixar made some really bad movies in the 2020s. And everyone's like, oh well, you know, John Lasseter did hug a couple people, and that's what really started all this. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, but that's that's true. I mean, it, it's going to it's going to be a couple rough couple of years, and they'll they'll get over it. You know, they'll they'll find their way, and like I said, hopefully they've got a great team in Bird, Stanton, um, Unkirk that will lead them into a, a new generation. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We can, we can do a see. Final thoughts on some Coco. Final thoughts on Coco. What you what you give it's it a, a s- give it a score out of ten? What do you give it? Five. That bad? Six. Five or six. It didn't hold my attention, man. Just didn't care. It was predictable. I knew you it was going to happen. You didn't it, get emotional. Not even a little bit. Oh man. Oh. Not even a little bit. I mean, the songs. I. I don't. I don't think they're anything special like you do. I, his family was annoying. I liked the dog. Dante is pretty cool. Um. I, it had some funny parts. I. Maybe it's just not my my style of movie. I don't know, man. I thought it was good. I I, I enjoyed it. So, uh, g- give us your thoughts. Go on. Go over to www.facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. That's where you'll find our Facebook page. Uh, it, that's where you can come comment on the show. We'll post. We post the show when they when they get released. Comment on the show what you liked about Coco. What you didn't like about Coco. Uh, if you like the song, share your favorite song. Put it on there. Uh, share a video of you singing it. I mean, we love karaoke. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're brave and bold, you'll do it. And I, fi- I have a feeling I, there's going to be a few people that are going to do it. Head over to the Facebook page and tell me why I'm an idiot. <laughs> Look, you're not an idiot. Coco wasn't for everybody. It was a good film. I liked it. My wife did not like it. She thought it was very dark. It was a little intense in that in that aspect. It, yeah, it, it does. It's very dark. It's not for kids. Most Pixar movies aren't for kids. Let's get serious. Well, speaking of that, and before we before we really, I don't know if you even want to put this in, but I did read an article earlier about uh, Incredibles Two uses the word hell and damn, and people are just appalled that their children had to hear those words. Oh, really? Because my kid has not heard those words ever before. Hell and damn. And at one point, uh, Dash says, what the f... and doesn't finish it. Oh, really? But people are just going to just lose their fucking gourds. Um, so today, England played, and I taught Ethan uh, the word wanker. <laughs> Bollocks is next, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan's sitting there watching uh, watching football with me, and he goes, oh, he's a wanker. And my wife goes, Ethan, what did you just say? I was like, that's my boy. <laughs> it was either that or tosser, folks. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, he might have learned that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, go over to facebook.com slash group slash three, slash three sheets. Post your video of you singing some Coco songs. Post your thoughts on it. We'll, sh- we'll share the uh, the episode in the group. Make sure you go over there. But if you do go over there and you want to be a part of the Facebook group and you're not yet, because if you're listening to the show and you're not a member of the Facebook group, you're missing out, right, Trenton? 
Yeah, that's where all the, the shenanigans happens. You know that place with all the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? Shenanigans. And all the flair. You've never seen Super Troopers. I keep forgetting. I have. I have. No, I've seen Super Troopers tons of times. Like I said in, in the last week's episode, shenanigans and Super or er, Super Troopers and Office Space are made by the same people. Right. So they use shenanigans. Mm. I don't know if they're made by the same people. I thought they were. No. No. Broken, Broken Lizard does... Uh, Super Troopers. Mike Judge. Oh, that's office. right. Mike Judge the office space. Uh, but they use shenanigans. The same same restaurants. TGI Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Flair. Flair. The flair. I've got 27 pieces of flair. Hey, and if you come over to the, the Facebook page, you'll probably find a link to buy some three sheets flair, actually. You will. And that's over at www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Plenty yep. of stuff, including the Get Fuzzy shirt. That's my own personal shirt. I told you I want to break a record. I want it to be the best-selling three-sheet shirt of all time. So, Although we probably should have put a few more Zs in there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Get fuzzy. <laughs> I think he's implying that I sleep a lot. <laughs> you do, but we all need sleep. I'm a sleepy man. <laughs> sleepy beard. Sleep, sleepy beard. <laughs> I don't know. That might be Adam now, though, I think. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. You've officially passed me as the most times who have been late for a show f- due to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Because we were tied until yesterday. Yeah, we were tied. <laughs> it's uh, it's hard, folks. When you when you go hard all weekend and then you have to record at nine and, o'clock on a Sunday. And uh, we we didn't talk about this real quick, but if you go to Facebook.com/slash group/slash three sheets, you can see that Trenton did party hard on Sunday and uh permanently made three sheets part of his life oh yeah i did do that or or he's just really into pineapples and the pineapple culture yeah who knows who knows that's up for you to decide it really fucking hurts right now actually my shirt just rubs on it all fucking day i got in the worst spot ever <laughs> yeah it's probably the worst spot to it have was, that. it was pretty tender yeah i would say so um so scott stephanie actually got hers too i saw that yeah i saw that you are you are pineapple buddies for life just don't, just don't do a headstand, and people won't think you're part of that culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I actually had forgot about the. You know what's so funny? We're talking about cocoa. I, I have a sugar skull, actually. My my sister in law has a sugar skull, and it's amazing. It's huge. It, like takes up like most of her arm. It's great art. I mean, and, and like I said, so final thoughts on cocoa before we get out of here. We've already talked about all the websites. I liked it. Didn't love it. The animation was fantastic. The colors were beautiful, um, but I, it's it's got very low rewatchability for me. I, I can see that. I can see that. It, it's not for everybody. My wife has not watched it since since November. So, uh, but it's it, for me. It's a fun movie. I really like it. I really love the music, and that I think is what draws me to it is the music. So. Um, as we as we end this quickie, uh, and really by quickie I mean an hour show, uh, I want to thank you guys, as always. I want to thank you for for joining us this week on Three Sheets Mouse. We have a couple more quickies coming out this week, uh, but thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time, and until next time. So long for just a while. <laughs>